Hello and welcome back to the Firestarters Podcast. I'm Colin, here with Joe. Do the Titans suck? Today, we've got Do the Titans Suck? <laughs> Today, we've got a Week 11 recap. Let's chop it up. Hit us up at Firestarters on Twitter. Email us at thefirestarterspod at gmail.com with questions. We want to get you guys involved. We want you telling us what you want to hear. If you don't like the show, that's your fault. All right? It is November 22nd. It's Monday night, 7.36 p.m. We're in the midst of the first quarter of Giants-Bucks. Godwin's got a touchdown. My favorite player in football that's not on the Packers is playing for the first time in six weeks. Saquon Barkley running into the back of the O-line. We love to see it. What up, Joe? It's like I said, do the Titans suck? <laughs> I just... Then again, this week was weird. Another yeah. another weird week. Yes, it's been a weird season. I guess a better question would be, what's the best team in the AFC South? Because What's the, the, what's the best team in the league? What's the best team in the AFC? What yeah. the fuck is going on? Every team has a fucking stinker game. Yeah. It's like it's like the first time since 05 or something that every team's got two or more losses. Mm. Good season. Very weird season. 17th game is getting in everyone's head. It's true. Everybody's thinking that it's hella long. Playing playing the long game. Playing the long game. Only one more week. But... We can roll into these games. Uh, Patriots blanked the Falcons on Thursday Night Football. 25-0. to zero. Mac Jones once again surgical. Only four incompletions. One was an interception. I think it was off a tip. But uh, I don't remember. Probably was. 22 for 26 for 207 yards. A touchdown and a pick. Uh... Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris split the load, and Nelson Aguilar finally getting involved. But the story of the day is the New England Patriots defense. Four picks, one for a pick six, four sacks, and zero points allowed. Yeah. (laughs) And then other than that, it was Nick Folk. Four for four on field goals. But He's he, a did machine. Miss, he did miss an extra point. Yeah. Machine. Yeah, the, the story of, from every range. The story of this game is the Patriots defense. Yeah. That's it. And the Falcons suck. But you it's knew true. that already. So. Absolutely. Yeah, Matt Ryan put up another sub three point game. Yes. <laughs> this is starting to become a trend. I mean He's got one, two, three, four, five games under nine fantasy points. So Matt Ryan is just straight droppable <laughs> in every format. There's no reason to even go out there and chase the 25-point game because it's only happened twice this season. Yeah, he's thrown four interceptions in the last two games and no touchdowns and 
hasn't cracked 300 passing yards in the games combined. Yeah. And this offense without Cordero Patterson just doesn't know what they're doing, which is not something I thought I'd be saying in 2021. (laughs) Well, that's because we thought, you know, they'd have Ridley out there. Yeah. Stacked up with Kyle Pitts going Uh crazy. But Ridley's still out. We don't know if he's going to play at all this year. Nope. And then Cordero was out because it was a short week. Since they play on Thursday, bad ankle. And without him, the defense has to pay attention where he's at. Because yep. he can literally be anywhere. And so, without that, they were just... You had a guy on the inside, a guy on the outside, and a guy over the top on Kyle Pitts. Yep. So, it was just... It was tough sled. And Russell Gage hasn't taken the step. He was kind of the sleeper kind of guy late round in the redraft process but he just has not turned into what he was last year with Julio out because last year he finished the season five of seven games over 15 PPR points so he just has not gotten there at all and I guess now he's technically the number one receiver wide receiver so it's probably a little more difficult for him. But, yeah, it's this offense is disgusting. And the weird is he's not even playing that many snaps compared to what he was playing last year. Right. So it's like, who is the number one? Is it it's, Zacchaeus? I, it's like... Tajay uh, Sharp? Wide receiver one by committee? Between Russell Gage, Olamide Zacchaeus, and Tajay Sharp, it's like all of them line up in the X role. All of them run routes from there, and Matt Ryan targets them on this first read, just kind of randomly throughout the game, and it changes game by game. So who knows? Falcons suck. Falcons suck. That is our takeaway. But Matt Judon and the crew are really, really good at football. So, in case you didn't know, the Patriots defense is for real. And will be for the rest of the year because they have it on all three levels. Kyle, yep. Van, Noy, Kyle Van Noy had a massive game. Mm-hmm. He, he had a touchdown. I mean, two and a half sacks, I think. Just... Utter dominance. Utter dominance from this defense. Kind of rounding back into form what it was before last season with all their people out from COVID. But we can move on to a game that didn't feature a ton of defense at all. The Green Bay Packers losing to the Minnesota Vikings 31-34. to Battle of two NFC North quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers with 406 total yards Kirk Cousins with 341 through the air and three touchdowns Justin Jefferson versus Devonte Adams is what it came down to that it did and Justin Jefferson just like Devonte Adams is wide open a lot yep because he too has sweet feet <laughs> crispy route runners on both sides I mean this this game was just you had fantasy points up and down the game. I mean, every skill position player you would expect was hitting that upper end 
of their projections. Rodgers with 30-plus, Kirk Cousins with 24, A.J. Dillon had 15, Dalvin, 20-plus, Devontae, 30, J.J., 37, mm. and then MVS even yep. on the one bomb with yep. 23, Thielen, 22. You know, it was just everybody, everybody getting involved. Yeah, and the the Vikings didn't Viking in this game. This was, they marched down on the final drive and they made the game-winning field goal. The Packers did a little more Vikings-like things than the Vikings did with the the missed kicks. Uh, Mason Crosby missed a field goal, and so I if the, with those three points, I mean it's a different game. And I mean Aaron Rodgers didn't look super sharp early in this game either. It seemed like it took him a little bit to get in rhythm. Apparently, the toe injury is a little more severe than everybody thought. Uh, but luckily, he doesn't play like a normal quarterback where you got a one, two, three, and then step, put all that weight on the front foot and fire. He plays a little lighter on his feet. So, shouldn't be as much of a problem as it was for like Patrick Mahomes last year, where Patrick Mahomes relies a lot on his drops being crispy and, you know, firing off of that back foot. Aaron Rodgers has a real light base, and you see him throwing off of every platform because of that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it shouldn't be too much of a problem, but obviously he's going to be bothering him on scrambles. That didn't look like an issue on the touchdown to DeGuara. Rolling left and then just <laughs> no, just unloading a BB. Well, right if, you, to if you look at his footwork on that play, he doesn't have either of his feet on the ground when he throws the ball. And that was always his thing. Yeah. He's just – you can lose so much balance – if your feet are in the wrong place. So it's like, all you got to do if you're in the air is worry about squaring your <laughs> chest up and then letting it rip. Yeah. So, yeah, this was a a game that Green Bay could afford to drop, but a game that Minnesota could not afford to lose. So big win for Minnesota to stay alive in the playoff race, keep their wild card, wild card hopes alive. And the Packers dropped this one, going to the Rams next week. Not great, but again, eight and three. They could afford to take this loss, but they'll need to get it back in their next game with the Vikings in Lambeau. Yeah, in the Vikings, I mean, Kirk tried. He tried giving it away. He really did. <laughs> I mean, Savage had the one in his hands. All he had to do was control it to the ground, and then it would have been the Packers driving to kick the game-winning field goal. Uh, there was one where Rasul Douglas ran the route better than Adam Thielen and Cousins ended up throwing it behind. Yep. And so it, it was it was like over the shoulder of Douglas and it went right to Thielen. And I think there was another one that was in somebody's hands. And they dropped Stokes I think ran another guy's route. Yeah, he did. It went on the right, right sideline. Side yep. Yeah. And and he was surprised that the ball was closer to him when he turned. Yep. So, uh, that was a that was that pass interference. So yeah, yeah. The Packers defense had their opportunity, but no Rashawn Gary, no Zadarius Smith. So tough to get a pass rush. Kirk Cousins was pretty clean most of the game. Preston Smith got a little bit, and Kenny Clark was doing his darndest. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, there was not much to be had. They were trotting out a guy number forty that I did not know who he was at all. My dad didn't know who he was. That's that's tough. <laughs> so, 
I'm like, who's that guy? He's like, oh, I don't know, but he's got the ripped sleeves. It reminds me of Nitschke. I'm like, oh, easy. <laughs> I'm like, let him get a tackle first before you start. Yeah. Oh, no, Nitschke. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, disappointing game from the Packers, but uh, one they can afford at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another team that could afford to take a loss, but lost to a much worse team. The Titans drop a game against the Texans. Texans win twenty-two to thirteen. Tyrod Taylor's back, baby. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to <laughs> how to justify this. What happened? I is it no Derrick Henry? Tannehill looked like. Dog shit. I have no idea. This is his worst game since week 17 of 2018. Uh, from, from a fantasy perspective. It was, it was that bad. It was bad. Four picks. Four picks. And they were all bad picks. And he threw the ball 52 times. Only one touchdown. Dontrell Hilliard had a day. <laughs> We all could have predicted that one. Uh, yeah, 10 catches for 47 yards, 7 for 35 on the ground. Uh, AJ, AJ Brown, on the first drive of the game, hurts his hand. Yep. Goes out, comes back in. Then he ends up getting a chest injury in the second half, out for the game. Finished uh, 5 for 9 for 48 yards. I guess all x-rays are coming back negative right now, so that's a that's good, good sign. But um, I don't know if they'll trot him out against New England and they have their bye week, week 13, or what they're going to do, but it's something worth looking at. I, I would think... avoid any other patch, pass catchers on the Titans, especially yeah. next week. It's going to be another. I mean, it is set up just like the Falcons were last Thursday, you know, going yeah. against the Patriots. So. Yeah, I would imagine A.J. Brown's going to play. He's just kind of that kind of guy. You know, he played on torn ligaments in his knee last yep. year. So I I don't think that if if everything comes back negative and he's, like, medically cleared to play, mm-hmm. I don't think the pain threshold is going to keep him from playing. So yeah. I expect A.J. Brown to play, but, I mean, if he doesn't, they're just going to get put in a box by the, that New England team because, I mean, Houston's defense is fine <laughs> on a good day. But God damn, they're they're not four interceptions, two forced fumbles. That they're not that good. No, <laughs> not even close. I mean, it's just like, what is going on? And I get and nobody, you don't have Henry, but it's like, damn, someone's got to be able to run the ball a little bit. Like yeah. this team not trading for like. Marlon Mack or just just a running back that is <laughs> under the age of 36. Yeah. Was just... Where's where's Jay Ajayi? <laughs> I don't think he's I don't think he's coming back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, just just a start. And then like Marcus Johnson who is the waiver wire guy of the week. Oh for one. Yeah, on receptions and just 
it was a uh, Nick Westbrooky kind. Yeah, he played a lot of snaps. There you go, sixty-seven percent of the snaps, eight targets, seven receptions, hundred seven yards, and then, of course, Des Fitzpatrick, twenty-three-year-old uh, rookie out of Louisville. Played 79% of snaps, had three catches for 35 yards and a touchdown. Uh, this is just, yeah, pretty disgusting game. There, There's not even, like, anybody on the Houston offense that did well outside of Tyrod Taylor. I mean, nobody cracked 10 fantasy points outside of Fairbairn and their defense. It's because Tyrod ran the two <laughs> touchdowns exactly. and Fairbairn kicked the rest of the field goals. So, Yeah, was, you would uh, expect... The, the Brandon Cooks, Tyrod Taylor numbers have been really good this year. Yeah. Like, his target rate has been insane with Tyrod Taylor. But this game only draws three targets and turns two of those into 18 yards. So, yeah, pretty pretty disgusting game. I would not want no pieces of this offense because if they're if this is what it looks like when they win, <laughs> it, it's going to look even worse when they lose. Yeah. T- uh, Tyrod put on his best uh, Jalen Hurts impression that's yeah. for sure well speaking of Jalen Hurts uh he is figuring a lot of things out <laughs> because they put up 40 against the New Orleans Saints in a game that a lot of people thought was not going to be very close because the Saints have the one of the best run defenses of all time and I mean Jalen Hurts 18 carries for 69 yards and three touchdowns Miles Sanders got back in the fold, 16 carries for 94 yards. I mean, Jordan Howard got involved until he hurt his knees, 10 carries for 63 yards. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell drew the inactive. Uh, Sirianni must have liked what he saw out of Boston Scott. Yeah, because Boston Scott was the odd man out yeah. early in the year, and that was when Jordan Howard wasn't even there. Exactly. So I guess he, I guess he's, you know. He realized that Kenneth Gainwell is better pass catcher, and that Jalen Hurts isn't going to throw the ball to to the running exactly. backs. Now, exactly. Now they're finally committed to the run, which they should have been from the start of the year. Maybe they wouldn't be five and six, and they'd have a winning record. And Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback when he throws less than twenty-five times, like a really good NFL quarterback. When he throws less than 25 times. This game, only threw 24 times, had 13 completions for 147 yards. Now, it's not going to be great for Devontae Smith in terms of yardage numbers, but he still pulled in four catches for 61 yards, which is fine. I mean, nobody else outside of Dallas Goddard really did anything through the air. He had five catches for 62 yards, but Devontae Smith continues to be the main beneficiary of this passing game, and... Though there might not be much of it, uh, it's going to be him and Dallas Goddard for the rest of this year. Yep. Easy enough. And then on the other side, Trevor Simeon uh, started out the day with two interceptions, one being taken back for a pick six. Shut up, Darius Slay. But then he got himself going. I mean, 22 for 40, 214 yards, three touchdowns. He ran one in himself, uh, finished with a 24 in standard leagues not too bad for a backup that seems like he's going to be the starter going forward because they well didn't even use Taysom Hill in this game 
this is an interesting fold. Did you see Adam Schefter's tweet today about Taysom Hill's contract? No. It varies by position that he plays. So it's up to $95 million, which I'm assuming kicks in if he's playing quarterback X amount of snaps. Yeah. And it can be down to $40 million. So if he's playing <laughs> tight end and running back, it's probably down in that 40 yeah. area. And so the Saints can save a ton of money if they just don't use him as a quarterback. So if Trevor Simeon keeps playing like this, there's no reason to even put Taysom Hill out there. And then you can get under that cap number and then make some moves this yeah. offseason. Wow. Yeah. I had no clue. That's I know. that's the that's got to be like one of the most unique contracts in NFL history. Absolutely. I was I was like, "What?" And then it kind of all started fitting into place <laughs> why he wasn't playing because yeah. I'm like, they're paying him all this money to bench him, but they're not <laughs> They're not paying him all this money because he's not playing quarterback. I mean, stuff forty, 40 yeah, forty million. million. That ain't no <laughs> joke. <laughs> but uh, Mark Ingram did his Kamara impression again. Sixteen yeah. carries, eighty-eight yards, eight catches, or uh, six catches on eight targets for twenty-five yards. Yeah, six catches for twenty-five yards. Not not, not the most efficient turnout hey. of the receiving. We'll, we'll get to a worse one on the day. Believe me, <laughs> there there's a four for eighteen out there. Oh boy. I, I'm excited to talk to you about a different guy, too. Um, but And then my guy, Adam Troutman. His, it, the stock's been going up every single week. He, well, he, he keeps six or more targets in his last four games. He had five catches and the eight targets. Reeled in his first touchdown of the season. Had a 17.8. Or a, I think it's a 16.8. I think he had a tackle in our league. Yeah. 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 But... Like I said, the, the Trout man. <laughs> and but, unfortunately, you hate to see. The bad news is that he sprained an MCL and is expected to miss four to six weeks per Adam Schefter. So you'll see an uptick in some Jawan Johnson probably. But Taysom Hill maybe. See, I was thinking Jawan Johnson, but he was inactive for this game. So I don't know if they're going to prefer Nick Vanette. Yeah. Over Jawan Johnson? It's possible. I, I think you'll just probably see more Taysom, if I'm being honest. Lined up at, at tight end, though? He, he was seems, doing it two games ago. That seems so weird. Is he, <laughs> is he a blocker? Is he going to block? <laughs> I think he'll he'll do better than some guys. <laughs> like Tebow? Like Evan Ingram. <laughs> Evan Ingram doesn't block anybody, yeah, and he they, plays tight end. Uh, the preseason of Tebow. <laughs> uh, then what a time. Matador, <laughs> tight end Tebow. What an era in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. But Kamara should be back next week. Uh, Mark Ingram still might get a little bit of burn. He might be a viable flex play if you're desperate. Uh, Tony Jones, in his return, didn't do much. Had three carries for two yards. So, uh, But with Trevor Simeon, there's going to be a lot of checkdowns. Mm-hmm. So the PPR upside for Kamara is going to be through the roof. And if they're going to be kind of playing both of these guys, Mark Ingram is no slouch at catching the ball. So there's there's definitely upside to both of these guys if they're trying to keep Kamara healthy for a potential playoff run. With them sitting at 5-5, five and five, they're right in the thick of it in that NFC wildcard race. And 
Trevor Simeon might be worth a waiver grab. Absolutely. I mean, 15, 19, now 24. I mean, his two interceptions were the, the first two he's thrown. So he's got, what, an 8-2 to two touchdown to interception? In, Not bad. In like four and a half or three and a half games? Yeah. So. And the thing is, like, they play Buffalo next week, which will probably be tough on Simeon. But well, well, I, then they got <laughs> Dallas. Then they got the Jets. They play Tampa Bay. But fantasy playoffs, they have Miami week 16. So if you're playing in a super flex or a two QB league, it, it could be nice to just have him sitting on your bench. And then for those easier matchups, be able to slot him in if you <clears throat> need a quarterback. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if we got to be too worried about the Bills. Well, they just lost 41 to 15 against the Colts, and Jonathan Taylor had one of the greatest fantasy performances of all time. They lost 35 to 15 to Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy. That, that, that was a tough one. I think. I think he had the fifth highest uh, yes, fantasy fifth. score yep. in history. Yep. Incredible. It's like Clinton Portis, and then Tyree Kill, Alvin Kamara, uh, Jamal Charles, and then him. What? Yep. So the, the record was 56.4, I believe. So he was three PPR points away. I was really rooting for him to get it, but didn't do it. They still gave Naheem Hines four carries for 31 yards. If they wouldn't have done that, JT would have the record. <laughs> Not even playing Marlon Mack anymore. Uh, my, my guy Deion Jackson, Jackson. got six carries. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about other than Jonathan Taylor carving this defense apart. They were down star Latulale and Tremaine Edmonds, mm-hmm. so they had zero size. So they just ran zone runs all game, and JT just went, found a cutback lane, and jetted. And it worked every time. And then he had to break one tackle. And he, more often than not, as you can see by this stat line, broke that tackle. So, I mean, nuts. 185 yards on the ground. He has... Obviously surpassed Derrick Henry now as the rushing leader. He has also boomed himself into the MVP case Mm. for the league. And I also think he's got a chance to be the one overall. Ooh. Yeah. Because it... Absolutely. I don't know how close it is with him and Cooper Cup now, but it's got to be neck and neck. Cup hasn't had a 50. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, uh, with with them 50-point games like Tyreek had last year, that just made him the, the wide receiver two overall. Mm-hmm. Just carry it off of that. And it's general. like, JT is getting you 20 as the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so like, look at right now, he is up by exactly one point on Cooper Cup. Uh, Taylor still has a week 14 bye. So, I mean, as it gets colder, he's going to run more. And 
if they're smart, go. you know. Hey, JT, the they they have used him really smart, and it was frustrating at the beginning of the year for the the fantasy you know people because he started out the year six or seventeen and a half, which is solid, and then six point three, eight point two, and you're sitting there, you're like, why are they using Naheem Hines so much? <laughs> and he had no touchdowns, he had a combined eight receptions, and then. They're like, all right, we'll start upticking the production, but still not much. I mean, it's only 16, 15, 14 carries. Mm-hmm. And he just got his first game with 20 carries last week against Jacksonville and turned that into 116 yards and a touchdown. And then he gets the full, like, Derrick Henry-like workload this week with 32 of them just, bad boys and just goes nuclear, 185. I mean, this it's, it's hard to, like, think that – this guy is going to be Dynasty RB1, and he might be 101 next year in redraft Yeah, over Christian McCaffrey okay. because Christian McCaffrey has been the shoe-in. This is 101 no matter what because he's got a 25-point floor. But if Jonathan Taylor is doing this and, knock on wood, he stays healthy, then like there's no reason to not take him 101. And he's he gets – Almost every value touch. Yeah, ex- he, has, he gets every. He has now that Naeem touchdowns. Hines, yeah, like uh, he gets every single red zone carry. They don't even try. They just are like, "Hey, Carson Wentz, you need to make like fifteen throws a game." It's it's similar to Jalen Hurts. It exactly. really is exactly, and they're they're doing this really smart way. I mean, Frank Reich has found out like, in order to prevent Carson Wentz from trying to be a hero we're just gonna make jonathan taylor our hero we're gonna let him run the ball and he's gonna get like eight yards of carry (laughs) like just average eight yards of carry it's like this is disgusting and we're gonna do this every week because this guy is just turning into one of the best fantasy performers in the league and just might be the best pure runner of the football in the NFL next to Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. And then on the Wentz side, he's actually been really good the entire year. Yeah. He yeah. only has three interceptions. Yep. I don't know what his fumble count is. He's probably got a couple. But other than that, he has been stellar for the Colts because yeah. – he doesn't have to win them the game. They can, and it's like even if they're behind, he, they don't go to throwing the ball. They keep the game plan. It they're running like it's Tennessee's offense. And yeah. now you, you can do that with JT because he's got young legs. He's one of the fastest runners in the league. Trackstar. That boy's just overall nice. Yeah. We talked about it last week where he hits a hole and it's it's a wrap. There's no yeah. angle that you can take when he's going full speed. It's like Nick Chubb where if he's going full speed and you take a slightly off angle, he's just going to he's just going to keep running. Yeah. He's going to pretend you didn't you don't even like Jordan Poyer was bouncing off one of the best tackling safeties in the league, 
was just bouncing off his legs because he's just like, I'm, I'm just going this just way, bro. Keeps churning. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, JT is disgusting, and really I mean, fun to watch. On the other side of things, the Bills just can't win a team against a good game, or a, can't win a game against a good team. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Josh Allen threw two picks. Is do you think the Colts' defense is a top ten defense? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they're too banged up in the secondary. Because I, I think they lost Kyrie Willis. Is it? Yeah. And a lot of Rakiusin out there. Who else? Who else is their really good DB? Oh, well, they the got Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore. Yeah, yeah he's, he was he's playing. In. He got a pick last game. But, I mean, you got Darius Leonard. You got DeForest Buckner. Yep. So Quiddy Pay has been playing really well, too, as of late. He had seven tackles in this game. And, like, defense is always something that can come along as the season goes. Exactly. You know? Like, just like you're seeing it with the Packers the last few games. So, is if if the defense starts tightening things up, time possession is going to be in their favor because they got Jonathan Taylor. Well, I mean, it actually might not because it takes JT one carry and he's taking it to the house. So that, <laughs> that could be some pretty fast possessions. But in yeah. the end, I mean, they're this team's like they're shaped. built for playoff. Football. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. They've yeah. got what you need, and that is a really good running game because that's how you control time possession. And as long as Wentz is making the few throws he has to make when he's called upon, yep. Like I said, Colts might be better than the Titans, especially yeah. now when they don't have Derrick Henry. Yep. But now I guess Derrick Henry may be back. He's a fucking alien if he comes <laughs> back from that this soon. If, he, do, if, he do be looking like Predator. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. <laughs> Imagine if he had that as his visor. <laughs> if, he, if he grew out some dreads like some, some, some get him really long dreads. yeah and like laid him out across his back and he's like yeah that's oh man that'd be something uh, unfortunately we have to go away from jonathan taylor and move on to the <laughs> dolphins jets uh miles gaskin was fine jalen waddle that's uh, we like jalen waddle yeah, eight, eight catches for sixty-five yards. <laughs> yeah, not even getting ten yards per reception once again. Had one carry and, for a tutty. Yep, one carry for a tud. Uh, Mac Hollins, to a finally uncorked deep ball. Seemed like for the first time in his <laughs> career. Look at that. Yeah, so a uh, huge, huge play for Mac Hollins. Caught it down. This is like a long developing post route to the left side of the field, and caught that for a huge, huge touchdown. Um. But yeah, uh, shout out, shout out to a starting to kind of get a little more confidence in himself. Had a solid game. I mean, ended up throwing a pick, but two seventy three and two touchdowns is not too bad. Yeah, and then on the other side, Joe Flacco, now the manning the reins. <laughs> he is now manning the reins for the Jets. Uh, two ninety one, two touchdowns. Did have a fumble. Uh, but he was finding Elijah Moore, who is looking yeah. better and better every week. Yes, With sir. Eight catches, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Ooh. He now has four touchdowns in his last 
uh, three games, five touchdowns in his last five games. Yep. And his snap count's going up, and you can tell that he's pretty good, and that's why they brought him in. Yeah, I mean, out of Ole Miss, he's kind of undersized. I mean, really good route runner, really shifty, really good mm-hmm. with the ball in his hands. And this now Ole Miss is starting to become a receiver factory. <laughs> they got DK. They got A.J. Brown. And if Elijah Moore is doing stuff like this, I mean – yeah, I'm drafting Ole Miss guys just because <laughs> <laughs> in Dynasty drafts. It's going to be a lock. Yeah. It doesn't like, matter ooh. when they go. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like searching for guys in the third round, see like what stands out between these guys. I'm like, oh, he went to Ole Miss. I'm grabbing him. <laughs> just slide <laughs> he, him on, slide got him on the taxi. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he had a 62-yard touchdown. Uh, but, yeah, Elijah Moore, I – didn't think that he was going to be good this year because the Jets are really ugly. But uh, with these random quarterbacks that have been kind of carouseling around, he's found production these last three weeks with Mike White and Joe Flacco. He's, like you said, double digits in the last five games and got 30.6 in this one. So shout out. Shout out to Elijah Moore and whoever took him in the first round of Dynasty Drafts this year. You're crazy. <laughs> hey, that, that, first, that was right around his ADP. End of the first. First round? Yeah. Round 12. Well, for a 12 team. Right. Yeah. Hey. It was like, you know, end of the first was like Bateman, Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore. Yeah. 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 Uh, But I think I'm good on this game. Oh, there's not a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, the I'm, Dolphins I'm, and the, and nope, the Jets. Oh, bye. Not a fan. Not a fan. I, I can tell you I didn't see a single thing about it <laughs> other than reading the box score. So, And another game that was not very interesting, the 49ers uh, beat the Jags by 20. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't look good at all, but they won anyway because they were playing the Jags. Trevor Lawrence also did not look very good. So they're just, I mean, Brandon Ayuk, here we go. <laughs> uh, Victory lap time, baby. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk, 7 for 7, 85 yards and a touchdown. Outscored Debo Samuel. I mean, Debo Barely. Samuel was a fair effective. By five? Yeah. Debo was their effective running back in this game. Yeah. He had eight carries for 79 yards and a touchdown. He only had two targets, one reception for 15 yards. Uh, so th- whoever thought that Jeff Wilson was going to be the guy, I mean, he ha- had 19 carries. And I'm but, pretty sure he had 19 carries in the first half. <laughs> but he didn't turn them into anything. Trey Sermon actually got involved. He had 10 carries for 32 yards, caught a ball for 23 yards. So nice to see that Trey Sermon's getting involved. But, yeah. Brandon Ayuk, he's coming alive. But the real story of this game is Jamal Agnew landing on IR with a hip injury. Done for the season. So, if people dropped LaVisca, go get him. Go grab Because he's the only guy left. Unless, yeah. they're, unless they're going to Laquan Treadwell next. Tavon Austin. Come on, Tavon Austin Tavon is Austin. basically is basically Jamal Agnew. 
Oh, please no. <laughs> please. No. You're going to see number seven jetting around. He's going to have 15 PPR points next week. Uh, it's disgusting. <laughs> oh, man. I That's, that's going to happen. I know it is. Very disappointing. Dan Arnold with a goose egg. Yeah, not, Dan not Arnold, who target. has been elite, and we've been pounding the table for Dan Arnold. He had <laughs> eight, five, ten, seven, and eight targets. Finished with, with zero targets, zero catches. Uh, yeah, I mean, just not. But like he wasn't even playing. But George Kittle was playing. Got a touchdown. Shout out to George Kittle. Doesn't find the end zone very much for how how good he is. I mean, since he came back, he's found it. Yeah, in all the three, three games. straight games now. Yeah. yeah, last year only had two touchdowns on the season. Yep. Uh, the year before that, only five. Twenty eighteen, only five. Twenty seventeen, only two. So. But that's just that's this offense. They want to yes. pound the ball in, you know. But all the running backs hurt. So I seen Debo get his. Huge carry for a touchdown. That's true. And uh, so Ayuk finally got in the end zone. And shout and out to Brandon Ayuk. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you if you listen to me, okay, you, just you'd, you'd be sitting pretty right now. Trevor Lawrence didn't yes. didn't turn the ball over. How they only have ten points? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of awful play calling. A lot of short like. Running into the back of the O-line on first down, throwing a short completion on second down, throwing an incompletion on third, and then punting. But, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> if he threw 25 times, yep. James Robinson carried it 12 times, and Jamal Agnew yep. carried it once. That's only, what, 38 plays? Did they only run 38 plays on offense? <laughs> let me let me see real quick. Because uh... there's no way. Well, Fred Warner played 46 defensive snaps. So I'm assuming that's probably the number. Wow. <laughs> that's awful. The Jags suck. I, I can't wait. Till Urban's fired. I know. Oh I, my god. I was hearing an argument for Urban Meyer. They're like, "Yeah, these guys really play for him." I'm like, "Since fucking went? No, they no, they don't. don't. He stuck his they... finger in a girl's ass. <laughs> Come on now. You can't. You cannot look at a grown ass man. <laughs> I got a stanky finger in public, caught in 4K, and be like, "That's my guy." <laughs> I'm going to I'll war. Run a, I'll him. run through a wall for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, let's, speaking of stinky Let's players. move on to a guy who I would run through a wall for. And that's Dan Campbell. <laughs> Only lost by three to the Browns of Cleveland, Ohio. Because Baker and Mayfield Tim Boyle sucks. played like dog shit. <laughs> yeah, Tim Boyle. So, this, somehow, this was the game. <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown was had four catches for 18 yards. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so Tim Boyle is, like, objectively one of the worst quarterbacks to ever enter the NFL. He had, like, 13 more interceptions and touchdowns in college. 
Naturally, he was on the Packers. (laughs) Naturally. And so he completed 15 passes for 77 yards and ended up with two picks. But guess what? DeAndre Swift. It don't matter who's the man in the helm. Just like we said. Yep. It don't matter. 14 carries for 136 yards. He had a 57-yard touchdown run where he just beat everybody. He's really good. He's really good. Uh, But, I mean, TJ Hawkinson was the main receiver for Tim Boyle. He caught 51 of his 77 yards. (laughs) Uh, Nick Chubb still commanding all of the backfield in Cleveland. 22 carries for 130 yards. Two catches, 14 yards, and a touchdown. Baker Mayfield still sucks. Uh, they ran the Wildcat with Juice. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason that he his fantasy numbers look decent because he scored that touchdown off the read option. Or not even. No. It was like a play it was, action. It was a Wildcat. Yeah. It was a snap was to weird. Jarvis. It looked like he wanted to throw it. He did. And then it was like, why? Yeah. Why? And then it just yeah. ran it up the middle because no one was there. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, both defenses the, played well, but that's because both the quarterbacks sucked. Yeah. And this was the type of game we wanted. What we were talking about when we were talking about the trades. Right now, yeah. if you have Chubb that just had yes. this score, yes, go trade him for DeAndre Swift. Right exactly. now. Exactly. Exactly. Throw it. Just throw it out there. Hey, there's a lot of people that don't think. Oh, well, DeAndre Swift's on the Lions. Nick Chubb <laughs> plays on the Browns, but Kareem Hunt is trending towards coming back next week. So, yeah. all the value touches go away next week. <laughs> Remember that if you have Nick Chubb. And Lions always play on Thanksgiving, so. Short week. They're playing Thursday. Tim Boyle will be starting again unless they go with David Blau. or. Uh, <clears throat> Why would they not go David Blau? He looks fine. Steven Montez. I don't know. He looks I don't know. I... But Swift's going to get a lot of action again. Yes. That's going to be one of the worst games all year. In NFL history. We're because... getting Andy Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're playing the Andy Dalton-led Chicago Bears, Justin Fields goes down with a rib injury. Looks like it is bruised ribs, which is a positive sign because he went to the hospital to get uh, x-rays on the ribs and Mm -hmm. to check out his spleen, which was not a good sign. But all came back clean, so he'll probably sit out Thursday, which is the right thing. Uh, But Matt Nagy would not declare a starter for the rest of the season. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, but Andy Dalton played fine in relief. He had 11 completions for 201 yards, including a bomb to Darnell Mooney, who got 53% target share this game with 16 targets. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's it's his second 100-yard game of the year, 121 yards on five catches and a touchdown. Two weeks in a row with a touchdown. It's his third street, third straight game in double digits. Six games, seven games total this year in double digits. This guy is just their wide receiver one, and I told you to go get him. Uh, they're, the person that has him probably is not going to want to give him up now yeah. <laughs> because he just had this massive game. But if if you can uh, finagle him away from somebody, 
go do that. It's clearly better than Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson might have been hurt the entire year. We finally uh, figure out. Yeah. Because uh, a hamstring, it don't go away. James Hard Harden. James Harden. Julio Jones. <laughs> you know. AJ Green. <laughs> and then look uh, at all these guys. Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. Four Massive catches. Game. 104 yards. He caught a bomb from Andy Dalton late in the yep. game. That gave him the lead. And then uh, Devontae Freeman punches in the game winner. From Devontae like Freeman just stays reliably good. And with Huntley at quarterback, he got six catches. So just kind of a PPR machine. <laughs> and it, he had the most carries he's gotten all year. Yep. He still has a bad yards per carry. Of course. That's not the point. It's no. the fact that they still managed to move the ball. And Huntley wasn't atrocious. He just no. he, he only had two turnovers. That's <laughs> all you can ask for, right? I mean... They won the game. They're playing the Bears defense. Yeah. Robert Quinn had three and a half six, sacks. Yeah, they had six <laughs> sacks as a defense. So... Yeah. Shout out to I the, mean, the Ravens. Yeah, I Huntley found out the day of that he was going to be starting. Uh, Lamar was uh, walking no, around no. like he had a raw booty hole. Cause <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hollywood got announced out kind of a surprise. Well, uh, it wasn't kinda. that much of a surprise. Yeah. A thigh bruise is something, though, that, yeah, you would think a guy would play through. Yeah, that's but. what I was thinking. But he, he decided to take this one off because Lamar was out probably. Uh, Duvernay <laughs> was filled in, kind of. I mean, nobody really benefited from the targets that were left on the board outside of Mark Andrews, who had eight receptions on ten targets for 73 yards. Which is nothing uh, out of the ordinary. No. You know, that and is... I, you would have thought that Bateman would have kind of taken it, but they that's, just... That's what I was thinking would have. And he only uptick. ended up getting three catches on six targets, which is... Lower than last two weeks, he had eight targets each. But, yeah, Devontae Freeman is going to be... I mean, Latavius Murray came back for this game, and he was their starting running back for a majority of the time before he got hurt. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean, Devontae Freeman just out-snapped and out-carried and out-recepted him. So, Yeah, a lot of Devontae there was Freeman. a lot of checkdowns in the game. Uh, you'd expect Lamar to be back. It was a non-COVID illness. Uh, yeah. He needs a couple multi vitamins in him, <laughs> something yeah. because this is like the third time this year he has been sick with something that hasn't been COVID. Yep. So he's got a just just weak immune system. Right, he must. <laughs> but another Russian quarterback, Russian, rushing, oh, <laughs> not Russian. Oh. Gabe Newton. <laughs> back in <Cam> the motherland. <laughs> Gabe Newton is back in the motherland. 21 completions. <laughs> 21 completions. 189 yards. Two touchdowns for Cam Newton. 10 carries for 46 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Chris McCaffrey got that 25. Ooh. Exactly what you're looking for. Yep. DJ Moore is probably so happy. <laughs> he found the end zone. He had five catches for 50 yards. I mean, all this to say, and Taylor Heineke looked good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, but but s sticking on Cam, I thought Cam looked good. 
outside he, the yeah. last drive of the game. Yeah. Basically the last play of the game. I mean, he had he had the 24-yard touchdown run. That looked really good. His his touchdown pass to McCaffrey was like a yeah, laser. Yeah, the seam. Yeah, that was a beautiful ball. I so, loved the touchdown pass to DJ Moore too, where he kind of ran up to the line of scrimmage and, and then put on the through the through the jump pass. Yeah. Yep. So this offense, I mean, it looks like Cam's going to be walking in seamlessly, and that they've already got stuff drawn up for him. Like even going against Ron Rivera, it wasn't like he had the answer to stop Cam. Yeah. And so like this car or this Panthers offense is going to be way better the rest of the year with Cam under center. Like McCaffrey's gonna benefit, DJ Moore's gonna benefit, Robbie Anderson's gonna me- benefit, even Tommy Tremble might benefit. Yeah. So yeah. it's good to see. It's good when uh more teams are good and we don't have as many Houstons and Detroits of the world. You can talk about more than one guy on the team being exactly. relevant. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Cam Newton, he didn't make a throw that was like, ooh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. He also, there was maybe one or two throws that were like, ooh, okay, Cam's back. It was all a lot of just ho-hum, like, routine passes. But he is 21 for 27. Don't really got to ask for much more yep. than that. I mean, obviously you do have to ask for much more than that because they lost and he could have completed a couple passes on the final drive. But at the end of the day, he looked good for his first full game since last season. So, yeah. I mean, on the other side of things, Terry McLaurin had a great game. Taylor Heineke and him have a connection. He had five catches for 103 yards, got in the end zone, and he pushed over 20 points. Now's the time to sell. Now's the time. Go sell him. Go get yep. Deontay Johnson, my guy. Yeah, exactly. Go go, go get somebody. This is one of the big games. I mean, in the games he doesn't score a touchdown, he's usually under 15 PPR points. Mm-hmm. So Deontay Johnson is not touchdown reliant, nope. <laughs> to say the least. Nope. And, uh, and how about DeAndre Carter? Yeah, this is his kinda, third game with a touchdown. Yeah, making some noise. I was gonna say, kind of low key fantasy relevant for the past seven weeks. Oh no, these are kick return yards. Kick return yards yeah. gets me every time. But, <laughs> but I mean, but, but the last three weeks, yeah, he's been solid. Oh, I mean, double digits. That's all you ask for. That's all Especially you ask if the guy scored a touchdown. Yep, if you're picking up random guys off waivers and throwing your flex, and DeAndre Carter's one of them. Him and like Jamal Agnew are oh. like were interesting flex options. If you were, and, if you were down that bad, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> they got it done for you. But yeah, I hate other than that. I mean, Antonio Gibson, 19 carries, 65 yards, had a fumble. Uh, doesn't look like that shin is bothering him too much. 95 yards. What did I say? 65. 65. A little better. 19 carries to yeah. 95. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But J.D. McKissick looked pretty good, too, in relief. But, yeah, it seems like Antonio Gibson's kind of getting back to shape. If he punches in a touchdown like normal, mm-hmm. this looks like a pretty solid score. Sits at 15. So, did not, though. So, ended up with only 7.5, which is unfortunate because he had no catches. Yeah. 
Taylor Heineke is not doing a whole lot of checking down. No. He's Brett Favre. He's gunslinging. He don't care. He's the rock. (laughs) Uh, Another guy that slings the rock, Joe Burrow. Yes. Uh, Did not have a very efficient game this game. (laughs) Nope. No, he did Uh, not. (laughs) He had 20 completions for 148 yards and a touchdown. Very Tua-like game. Uh, Against Derek Carr, who also had a pretty bad game. 19 completions for 250 yards and a touchdown and a pick. If you were looking to get away from the Kansas City-Dallas game because that was a snoozer and you tried watching this one, it wasn't much better. No. (laughs) But Uncle Joe Mixon on the ground, toting a rock, 30 carries, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. What else can you ask for out of Uncle Joe? Yeah. Uh, Fourth straight game with a a rushing touchdown. Uh, Yep. What's that, seventh straight? With a touchdown, Ooh. so that's nice. I like that. Let's yep. One, two, three. Yep. He's got. Four, he's got. Got five, ten six. touchdowns since week four. You have to see. Joe Mixon staying healthy, and it's 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 all because Burrow's behind center. Yes. Um, that makes the running game better, and you know they go hand in hand with each other. Uh, Jamar Chase still got it done. Three catches, three yards, day. touchdown. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Uh, six catches for nine yards. Uh, T. Higgins, just two catches for 15. Uh, Mike Thomas, not Michael Thomas, the other Mike De- Thomas. Definitely not Michael he, Thomas. He had, he had a catch for 12 yards. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, big big McPherson day. Yeah, Evan <laughs> Evan was putting lot, through. There was just a lot of, lot three of, lot of 50, big kickers. Three 50-plus yard yeah. field goals out of, out of Evan. And then it misses an extra point. Yeah, I don't understand that, but I'm <laughs> I'm in on the three. That takes some big fucking nuts yeah. to make three fifty plus yard field goals. Yeah, some huge kicking days across the league, and then the Raiders just Darren Waller did his thing. Uh... But the Bengals defense kind of rounds back into form. Uh, Raiders are looking like a get right game for defenses because. Derek Carr has not been looking very good, but he's been finding Darren Waller all game last game. Seven catches, 416 yards, just a a massive day. This is the first time he's hit 100 yards since week one. This is why you drafted him. (laughs) I mean, probably the third round of redraft, you drafted Darren Waller to put up Travis Kelsey-like numbers. He has not been doing that, but... He is right back in that column. They're really down bad in the receiver room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Waller should see an uptick in production just in general. And he he's still seen seven-plus targets game. Only one game he didn't see seven targets. And he, Foster Morrow had the touchdown, yep. which is frustrating because if that goes to Waller, that is a huge day for yes. Waller. You're getting uh, – 25 plus, you know. 25, you're right. But Raiders have to turn around and play at Dallas on Thanksgiving. Mm. So. Could be another big, big Waller day. Yeah. And you could see Dallas maybe uh, do something because they did not do anything against the Chiefs. No, they did not. They put up a measly nine points. Dak Prescott looked like he looked in that Denver game again, but he didn't even get the garbage time stuff. 
Like, 216 yards, two picks, and a fumble. He, they have had two scores in every game so far this year. They didn't even get a touchdown. Uh, just pretty disgusting game. Zeke is banged up, obviously. Uh, Tony Pollard had, couldn't really do much at either. And obviously none of these receivers did much because Dak was so inefficient. Uh, Dalton Schultz kind of back on the board. Sell him now Yep. before CD comes back. Greg Zerline was pretty busy. His three field goals are the only points the team scored. Uh, Micah Parsons, though. He's really good. I want to talk about him. He's defensive rookie of the year. Easily. 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 And if TJ Watt is out for an extended period of time and Micah Parsons is still doing stuff like this, there's an opportunity for him to be the defensive player of the year. He is doing, like, unheard of things for a rookie linebacker or a rookie pass rusher. Yep. And he's doing both. Uh, it's kind of a, a shoe-in thing if you get seven sacks as a rookie. It's just like, yeah, you're the defense rookie of the year. Yep. Michael Parsons already has nine. <laughs> and he's a linebacker. And he's a linebacker <laughs> who's kind of cosplaying as a pass rusher, which he hasn't done since high school. They kind of slotted him in during training camp. They're like, hey, go be a pass rusher for a little bit. See see how it, how it goes, and he was like fine at it. Mm-hmm. And then they are down Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence, so they're like, "All right, Parsons, we need you to play DN or outside linebacker." And they have this loaded linebacker room, which kind of made it a little bit ambiguous who was going to start and who was going to like rotate in with Keanu Neal, and they had Jalen Smith at the time, and Leighton Vander Esch, and then Micah Parsons. But now they can play all of the guys with Micah playing outside linebacker, which is designated pass rusher in yep. their defense. And in our defensive scoring, he's had over 13 points, or he's had 12.75 or more the last four weeks. And he's just been having an incredible season. He has a forced fumble in each of the last two games. I mean, it's just like dominance from a rookie and – uh, he's linebacker 14 overall right now, which is really good because he had a slow start. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Michael Parsons. He is was the best player on the Cowboys yesterday, easily. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't get much better than that. No. I mean, from the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Chris Jones, he had himself a day too, three and a half yes. sacks. Yes. So... I mean, there was some good defense in this game, but you thought this was going to be an, just an offensive bonanza, you know? Yeah. But uh, with CD going down right before half with a concussion, odds are he doesn't play Thursday. So you're looking at Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, Malik Turner, and Noah Brown. Yeah. So it could be it's a massive be- Dalton Schultz day. I expect to see a lot of Tony Pollard and Zeke, and that's if Zeke even plays too on yeah, Thanksgiving. I've, Zeke will probably be limited. I don't know. He's been battling that knee injury for, uh, I think, three weeks now. And he's three weeks, yeah. still played every week. I mean, he had the two touchdowns last week, only playing and he's 49% a lot of, re- of the snaps. He's getting a lot of receptions too, which is really nice to see. That's not something you always get with Zeke, but. He had six receptions in this game, which kind of salvaged his day as well in PPR. Yep. I mean, he's still the RB7 in both standard and PPR. Yep. Um, 
So he, he's going to get the goal line carries over Pollard, which is always nice. So, And Dak isn't doing a whole lot of running. Nope. Just, nope. Uh, I mean, which makes a whole lot of sense. But it's just like the, the fact of the matter is it's going to be all these running backs. And if he needs somebody to get those yards, Zeke will be that check down. Yep. And they're best friends, too. So they, yeah. he's, he's going to know where he's at. <laughs> uh, on the other side, Clyde is back. He looked good. He looked explosive. I mean, 12 carries, 63 yards is solid. Ended up getting a touchdown, which doesn't really happen. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor had more touchdowns on Sunday than he has in his career. Uh, so, That's I mean. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. So, there you go. It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, Tyreek Hill did the thing where he gets a bunch of targets <laughs> and turns it into 20 fantasy points. Uh, Travis Kelsey ran a read option and got a four-yard rushing touchdown. Also caught five balls for 74 yards. They just run really weird plays at the red zone. I mean, like the Clyde was a, it was an option. Yep. The Clyde touchdown. Uh, Mahomes didn't have that good of a day. Nope. Didn't find the end zone through the air or on the ground. Had 23 completions for 260 yards and a pick. Uh, Yeah. I mean, this was kind of a a boring game. I, not going to lie, fell asleep through the middle of the second quarter through the middle of the third quarter. So there there was not much keeping keeping you engaged in this one. It was 16 to 3 for a very long time. Yeah, all these afternoon games were really bad. No fun. Like the Arizona Seattle game. Uh 23 to 13, Colt McCoy dicing up the Seattle defense 35 for 44 for 328 yards and two touchdowns. He fumbled three times. <laughs> But James Conner, still getting it done on the ground. Your sell-high window is still alive. Yes. And Rondale Moore is the guy that I want to talk about. <laughs> Did you see the air yard stat? No, I didn't see the air yard stat. Okay, so if <laughs> look at this stat line. 11 receptions for on 11 targets for 51 yards. How many air yards do you think he had total in this game? Negative. <laughs> what's what's your guess? I don't know. Give me your guess. Like six? Negative 11. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Oh, so, wild. Ended up turning negative one yard per, per pass of air yards into 51 yards. Pretty solid. AJ Green filling in for DeAndre Hopkins. Four catches for 78 yards. Uh... Christian Kirk didn't really do much. Uh, I mean, Tyler Lockett was the only guy to do anything on the Seahawks side of things, other than DJ Dallas, who punched one in. That's the only reason why. Yeah, Tyler Lockett had 115 yards. I mean, Russell Wilson is not healthy at all. They should just play Geno. (laughs) I mean, he only only threw the ball 26 times. Should have picked up Cam. Should have picked up Cam to fill in for Russ for like six weeks. Let Russ just sit on a bench for a little bit and keep doing them oh. finger rehab drills on the sideline. Russ is too weird. Too weird. You're right. That. Mr. Unlimited. Uh, Zach Ertz, massive day. Yes. Yes, forgot yards, to mention. Two touchdowns. Yep. Shout out to Jamal Adams, who cannot cover anybody. Nope. <laughs> know why? He's a box safety. He's a D end. 
<laughs> he is Jonathan Abrams. Yeah. It, it, Jamal Adams is a defensive end <laughs> that is very small. So they had to play him at linebacker. And they're like, well, you could cover a bit, so you could play safety. <laughs> Buda Baker had a good game. Uh, not in terms of tackles, but in terms of coverage. Uh, shout out Buda, Buda Baker. Stats have been down this year, but he's been playing very well. A lot of the tackles are getting eaten up at the second level now, which is good for the Cardinals because if they're getting to Buda Baker like they were last year, he's getting 10, 11 tackles in a game. That's not very good. But Isaiah Simmons and Jordan Hicks are kind of eating that up yep. before it can get to Buda Baker. So good for the Cardinals. Bad for IDP Buda Baker people. And DK Metcalf. Yeah. Probably wants Russ to not play also. Put out an APB for DK. Even, even when Gino was playing, he was still getting all the red zone looks. Yeah. And his targets weren't massive, but he was actually converting on most of them. He's and now Russ, Russ just can't hit him at all. Well, he had, weeks. what, eight touchdowns in eight weeks to start yeah. the season? Yeah. And only went two weeks without a touchdown. Uh, was putting up double digits every game. And now <laughs> two games since Russ came back with an obviously injured finger. Let's put a 5.6 and 7.1. Seven catches on 16 targets for just 57 yards. Yeah, and there's no corner on the Cardinals that should be able to lock up DK Metcalf. And same with the Packers last week. Like, there's, there's not a corner that should be able to hold you to that stat line. But we can move on to the most fun game of the day. (laughs) <laughs> a By wild far. wild roller coaster game that it was like win probability and you see the graph and it was just like <laughs> just up and down and up and down and up and down and the chargers end up pulling it out with a crazy mike williams bomb uh herbert had a moment on sunday night football <laughs> just another game similar to the packers vikings just everybody that you would expect to be fantasy relevant was fantasy relevant in this one. All the way down to the kickers. I mean, just Eckler was trying to catch Jonathan Taylor. Had himself four touchdowns on the day, two on the ground, two in the air. Uh, 115 total yards from scrimmage. Uh, Like you said, Mike Williams had the huge touchdown that won the game. Uh, He had five catches, 97 yards. And Keenan Allen, just so, so consistent, so nice. Herbert's favorite favorite friend, um, he has a like his target share is massive. Yes, he just he just never gets a touchdown. Darnell Mooney like, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> if if he was getting any sort of looks in the red zone, yeah, I mean he'd be having what he could thirty, <laughs> yeah. thirty a game. <laughs> like, it, would, it would be Cooper Cup. Yeah, exactly. Numbers. He is what two touch? Yeah, two touchdowns. This just year. two touchdowns. And then, yeah, I mean, Herbert himself was incredible. 382 yards, three touchdowns, had the one uh, interception late that was on the tip pass, and then he ran for 90 yards. Yeah. It was like that entire first half, it was like when anything broke down, he was just gone 10 yards a pop in that first quarter. 
Yeah, yeah. He, he has 2,927 yards and a 22 to 8 touchdown to interception ratio this season. That's he has good. been That's incredible. Like, his name should be in the MVP conversation hat. He's had two games under 200 yards passing, but they were both 195. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had one kind of bad game, I guess, against Dallas. He had one touchdown, two picks. But he still threw 31 passes for 338 yards. I mean, incredible season. A couple down weeks. The I, I assume the best fantasy performance out of a quarterback so far this year with a 50 bomb against Cleveland. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy year for Justin Herbert. Shout out to him. Dolphins, I'm sorry. Dolphins yeah. fans <laughs> that, that watch Justin Herbert. <laughs> I'd probably like <sighs> had a chance. Had a chance. I mean, in in their defense, I I don't blame them for not taking Herbert because he didn't look like this in college yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. But damn, he is like that. <laughs> then on the other side, Big Ben. He he looks better and better every single week. It's true. I mean, he came back off of COVID. Delivered his best performance of the year. 273 passing yards. Three touchdowns. He didn't try to run the ball once. Which is kind of an issue because he took a sack late in the game because he didn't try to move at all. <laughs> Joey Bosa got to him. Uh, but uh, Nashi Harris, 12 carries, 39 yards. He had a touchdown. I love I love his goal line. He just jumps yeah. over everybody. It, it is a full out like dive <laughs> the the he jumps so high and so far man like it's just like bounce i i wonder like wh- what kind of dunks he can do because oh, i bet, I bet he could throw thing. down some nasty dunks i bet he could windmill he could 360 like he's got bounce bounce like real bounce he is an athlete yes to say the least then he also tacked on five catches for 20 yards deontay johnson there you go Model of no. consistency. Another 13 targets. Another 7 receptions. 101 yards. Got the touchdown on a beautiful catch. Oh, yeah. The, uh, back of the left end zone. And the one to set it up before that, on the right side, Ben just, like, squeezed it in right into his hands. Mm-hmm. That was a really good ball, too. Uh, Claypool had uh, 5 catches, 93 yards. Added 2 carries for a yard. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod. Continues to be the wide receiver three, <laughs> as much as it why, is. You know, why is James Washington not the wide receiver three here? He won the Bolitnikoff Award in college. He was the best receiver in his class, according to the award voters. Like, what the fuck? I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, both tight ends get touchdown. Uh, <laughs> Frymuth, another another good one. Four catches for just 11 yards. Yep. Got the touchdown. And then Ebron, three for three, 24 yards and a touchdown. And, and then, yeah, Jones like, scored like a touchdown. I said, Ronald Jones, yes, yeah. he scored a touchdown. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah, not too happy about that. <laughs> anyway. But Boswell, he was bombing away. Dustin uh, yep. Hopkins on the other side, he was bombing away. It was just everybody. If you yep. had a piece of this game, you are happy. I Absolutely. I mean... Mike Williams, people were probably sitting there worrying until the last play, which would not have happened if Minka Fitzpatrick didn't have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like, that play does not happen. 
because you don't make probably runs that back for a pick six because he that window is not there. They're playing cover two. So Cam Sutton did the right thing. People are like, oh, what is he doing? Like, why is he not? No, he's playing the cloud flat. Yep. He he runs him up the sideline and then hands him off to the safety. The safety is supposed to roll over and pick that ball off. Yep. But the, the, the safety just didn't come over. And so Mike Williams just streaked down the sideline wide open. Just, Justin Herbert threw a perfect ball because on that, you got to put some mustard on it, and he let him. So that was a beautiful ball, and Mike Williams walked in for the game's ceiling touchdown. I'm realizing this happens to Mike Williams often. <laughs> Think about it. He yeah. has had like three or four just wide-open touchdowns broken, this year. Broken yeah. coverage. Yeah. So, And if Mike Williams does not score a touchdown, he is bad. <laughs> He's awful. He's Atrocious. bad. In games, he does score a touchdown. He's 18, 18, 29, 32, and 18. In games that he does not, he's 1.6, 3.7, 2.9, 6.8, 5.3. Like, it is the touchdown reliance, and the reason is because of, like you said, the touchdowns are not coming off of, like, eight-yard goal line fates. No, these are bombs. Yeah, <laughs> just uncorking down the field it's it's like a deep threat except mike williams is not a traditional deep threat in terms of speed he's a he's just massive yeah he's He's just a massive human being he's run the most go routes out of any player since he came in the league fun fact he has caught the most passes on go routes which makes sense and the most touchdowns on go routes so they just send them and throw it up to him. <laughs> but he's been getting broken coverage and open more and more often. I love how Brandon Staley is aggressive on every fourth down. If it's like fourth well. and inches at midfield, <laughs> he's really aggressive. But <laughs> I was going to get there. <laughs> Don't run Austin Eckler <laughs> up the middle on fourth and inches against Cameron Hayward. <laughs> That's just not a recipe for success. At your own 30. Yeah. Not, not the best call. Like... Uh, uh, not a bad idea to go for it there, but not a good call to run a five nine, like buck eighty running back up the middle at one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Just get a little more creative. Yeah, at least you could have ran it with Herbert the way that he was running the ball. Exactly. They could they could have ran the option. They could have gone bootleg, is what I was thinking. If they go fake there and then just have like Keenan Allen run a little option route, and then if Herbert's got to scramble, he can scramble. If he's got uh-huh. to, uh Nonetheless, anyway. Chargers take this one, move to 6-4, and four, still challenging the Chiefs for that division, keeping it interesting. This uh, Monday Night Football game, it is 10-17. Uh, nobody's really having a day outside of Chris Godwin. Uh, Ronald Jones scored on the ground. I don't know if I'm going to edit that out or not, so you'll just find out now if not, <laughs> or if I do. Uh, you also won't hear any of this if I added it up. <laughs> Should probably be the case. Yeah. Or, or it'll come after the fact. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Tom threw a touchdown uh, and a pick. Uh, Andrew Thomas scored a touchdown, the left tackle for the, the Giants. For the Giants? Oh. Yeah. Instead nice. of giving Saquon the goal line carry, give it to Andrew Thomas. Andrew Go Thomas. fuck me. 
everyone's watching Saquon. No one's watching Andrew Thomas. That's facts. Kadarius <laughs> uh, Tony card. is having getting he has seven targets already, and it's the third quarter. So I like that. Should have started him over Bateman. Well, I don't have him. So oh, you should have. I should. Well, they just turned it over on downs. Tough. Probably ran Saquon up the middle on thir- fourth and a long one. Uh, no, Daniel Jones tried to throw it on fourth and one. Uh, that's, that's worse. Oh, we're rooting for a Levante David pick six is what we're doing. Nope. <laughs> they need uh, Mike Evans to score some points so I can trade him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Levante David can get a pick and go down to the... Oh, oh. What are you doing? Was that the fourth down play? Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jones goes play action. Awful play action. Now, obviously not going to fool anybody because he did. Saquon was just going to block the free blitzer. That's when you just abort the play action. You don't do the play action. Because <laughs> now you're just wasting time. <laughs> Shout out to Saquon for picking up the free blitzer. And then gets out and is open. And instead he tries to force it into a double team, but instead throws it into the dirt. So... Daniel Jones, still bad at football. Uh, Zeke, really good at picking up the free blitzer. Oh, yeah. So is, uh, who, last night? Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. He had one where he was starting on the right side, and he scanned the right side of the line, nothing there, and his eyes kind of snapped over to the left side, and this is on the Mike Williams touchdown. And there was a, a corner coming off the edge. And he sprinted over, took out his fucking midsection, flipped him, and then Justin Herbert had a clean pocket to deliver the game when it throw. It was like, oh! Dalvin had a really good one, too. On Devondre Campbell. Ooh. Just coming up the A-gap. Devondre Campbell came through the A-gap on one of them. (laughs) Untouched. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. The schedule is going to get a little different because i got a job as a pa announcer for the boys basketball team at green bay west and that'll be taking place on some thursdays that we would normally record the pod we will try to have them out as close to normal time as possible because usually they'd come out fridays so uh i'll it'll be up on the Firestarters twitter account if anything goes wrong if we can't record the pod if scheduling conflicts happen but just know and this thursday is thanksgiving so we will not be recording this thursday either so just keep an eye on the twitter account we will let you know what's going on keep you guys in the loop uh but we appreciate you guys tuning in for another edition of the Firestars podcast uh hit us up at pod Firestars on twitter we will keep you updated like i said and email us at the firestarspot at gmail.com. Give us some uh, topic ideas for the off season because that is going to be the time that we need to fill. We'll be doing NBA a lot during the NFL offseason, but also we'll be doing a lot of draft and dynasty content during the offseason. That is going to be peak, peak time. We're going to be talking a lot of rookies, a lot of value changes, a lot of rankings. But if there's anything that you guys want to hear, let us know because we would love to talk about it and we'd love to talk way too much about it. There's a lot of stuff in this pod that will not be going up on this pod <laughs> that I will be cutting out because it's just us talking about nothing. 
Maybe it'll go after the outro. We'll see. Uh, but we appreciate you listening, and we will talk at you next time. Bye-bye.